0: I miss when the world was jolly and gay.
1: When was that?
0: I don't know. When cars were fast. They went a whole 25 miles an hour. And you had to crank them to get them going. And people wore really high-waisted pants. And like everyone had business suits even when they were poor. That seemed like the time to live. If you think- like, discount the homophobia, racism, uh, terrible nutrition. Um, how far have you gotten to the big sleep?
1: Um, uh, about like, uh, almost halfway, I think I got like a hundred pages left.
0: So you've noticed that every single page almost involves them drinking or smoking a yeah, cigarette? Yeah, Like, good lord, you people must have looked terrible. No wonder why people back then looked like they were like 60 in their mm. 20s, they just looked awful. Ah, uh, just, that whiskey for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then lots of coffee. Yeah. Black. Yes. Dirt coffee And you know that coffee Was gross Oh yeah
1: <laughs> Imagine what whiskey Was like back then
0: Ooh, <laughs> Yeah especially After prohibition It was probably Raunchy as fuck I don't know uh, If it would be Really that fun You know what yeah, you know, Another like thing also d- Depression Yeah The depression Was also bad In World War 2 I don't know In the 40's Was California Just always raining
1: That must have That must have been The last time it rained <laughs>
0: Yeah like, the whole book is, is just rainy. It's like New this, York City or Chicago. That's,
1: that's why I was kind of surprised like, that it took place in, in L.A., because I, I was thinking like uh, New York, like, you know what I mean? Something like, you know... This
0: must be like the Blade Runner timeline for L.A. It's uh, just fucking cold and wet all the time. It's just not how it ever turned out. Nothing turned out the way it was supposed to. We didn't have flying cars. We got TikTok and quarantine. Fucking sucks. Hello, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Michigan Master of Manslaughter Church.
1: Ooh, yeah, I like that
0: one. That was way better than the one I had before. Like I said, I forgot it, but it was a gross one. It was. It involved Michigan, but yeah. it was gross.
1: The best ones are the ones that can either. Double as a wrestling name or a serial killer.
0: (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, those are all good.
1: Those always seem to be the best.
0: Yeah. I should focus more towards wrestling and serial killer than uh, the gross ones.
1: Speaking of wrestling and serial killer, I'm halfway through um, uh, the... There's a new uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooker documentary. Yeah. Out on the dark side of the Also
0: speaking of murder... The only one I watched of that show was the uh, Chris Benoit one. And yeah. God Goddamn.
1: Yeah, those, both those episodes were pretty good. Yeah. I'm
0: going to have to start watching more. I want to watch the New Jack one.
1: I know. I got, like, with this quarantine, I got, like, heavy, like... Into the it, old, <laughs> yeah, old I, wrestling I, I, stories. i all the both uh, season one and season two of two, the whole thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll have to ca- check that out. I've been watching a bunch of anime and... Uh, like I got her watching Rescue Me, so.
1: Okay, I was going to ask. I saw the yeah. box set out and stuff. I was going to ask her about that. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that later. Uh, good show. Man, when you watch that show now, though, like, just through the 2020 lens. Oh,
1: I'm terrible at it, You're just like,
0: it. god damn, you can't do any of this. Well, Every one episode, they're all smoking and drinking constantly, too. You can't do that.
1: Well, and especially, too, because, like, if I remember, like, a good part of that, um, that series was, like, things that you couldn't do anymore because like you know like the things you couldn't do in the fire season because now there was women in there yeah and, and, and stuff like that so and a lot of things was like now.
0: homophobic banter on everything and yeah that you couldn't do those things then so now fuck they should redo that show it'd be very lame probably
1: <laughs> yeah it'd be
0: crazy um what are we talking about today
1: <coughs>
0: oh lying. i think you need to get your ass out of the house boy i that, seen and heard that cough fit.
1: that was that was some water that was some water
0: if you say so <coughs> oh no <coughs> so what's today the 29th
1: that's something it's close i made
0: up. it to april 29th and then i got the corona from spencer <laughs> I, I, I probably had it four times i don't care anymore we're gonna talk about editing why Because we didn't feel like researching things, and this is one we both do. Yeah. I I was thinking about this a little bit earlier because, uh, again, I saw another round of people saying, you know, either one of two things. I edit as I write, and then that's it, or I just don't edit. And both of those things, like, I just cannot agree with that. I mean, unless you're just – maybe you're a master writer or maybe you're – see – one, I feel like if you're constantly editing as you're writing, you're not going to ever really finish.
1: Yeah, it's going to take too long.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a pain in the ass. I mean, it can be done if you have a certain system, but even so, you got to go back and do it. An- you do a pass. Yeah. Like, you don't even do one pass. You just, oh, that's done. Put in print. Put that out there on the market. I would, I would be devastated because I'm the kind of guy too. like when the book came out, the physical copy and I'm looking at it and I see a typo, I'm just fucking, I'm lighting it on fire. I'm taking all my what? shit, and I'm moving under a bridge.
1: Did you notice a typo in the big sleep?
0: I noticed a few. I've noticed, for some reason, like, half of the... You might not have got there yet. There's, like, a good chunk of... Uh, right in the middle, where every time the word corner comes up, it's C-O-M-E-R, like, comer, uh. for some reason. And I was like, maybe the the R and the N, like, somehow hooked. But then, like, pages after that, it has corner, and it's right. So they, they just fucked up. And then I saw a don't with a question mark. Yeah, I was going
1: to see that or it was like the comma was like three letters, two N or yeah. something like that. Like
0: Yeah, and this is like the mass market print edition. I don't know. They really fucked it up. I
1: mean, like, like this story's been out for like almost eight, like 100 years almost. <laughs> like like 80 years, right? Because like, it was like in the 30s when it came out.
0: It came out in the 40s. Something. I thought it was set in the 40s. Mm. Either or, at least 80, oh, 70. Yeah. Solid 70 years. Yeah,
1: somebody should have... Hopefully, that's just something from, like, this print, like, you know, isn't. Yeah. No, like, that goes all the way back to the original. Like, wow, nobody caught that?
0: I catch those every once in a while in the classic literature, and I think, was this just a reprinting error? Because I don't know how that happens. Yeah. How would you have a... Re- it's not like somebody's rewriting the thing. No, like, yeah. I don't know how you would have, uh, like, a, a printing error or a typo. Make it through multiple renditions of the book. Like somebody's got to fucking catch that you at would some think. point. Yeah, that, I don't know. That, that's weird. I did notice that though, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. Also, the book I'm reading now—just telling you—I'm like a couple chapters in. Far superior to oh, The yeah. Big Sleep, of course. You know, it's hard to compare. This one came out 2017 versus something that came out like we said 30s or 40s. Uh, but just as far as the gritty noir, neo noir type of drama, because this one takes place in Tokyo. It's called a uh, Blue Light yokamoto i think i I forget i don't have it on hand it's like yokamoto or Yakamano or something but uh it's about detective in tokyo and stuff like that but like what i was hoping i would get with the big sleep which i I guess is kind of lofty since that was really the first private dick story like that was the first real noir story just the imagery Already, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is what I think of when I think of noir, like, the imagery I'm getting, like, the neon lights and the fucking gritty streets and, like, everything, the description's really good, so I actually highly recommend this be your next book to read.
1: I say, um, you're kind of, they're kind of on, um, opposite ends of the tunnel, kind of, you Ooh. know, you, well, you, got, you just got done with, like, what kind of started it. And then you're now reading something that it eventually kind that kind of genre like evolved into right you know, through you know all these decades of you know different writers taking on that uh, that genre.
0: Yeah, well, what a like just with that though, is what I was surprised about uh, the the book's called Blue Light Yokohama, not Yokomoto Yokohama, and it's by Nicholas Obergon. Um, and I believe he's, like, a English-Spanish gentleman, which I was surprised because, like I said, this set in Japan. I thought this was, like, you mistaken, like, thought it was a Japanese author. It's not. Yeah. But uh, he seems to really know the Japanese police system and stuff, which is interesting. And uh, anyway, I was really surprised because for a book that came out in 2017, I don't tend to read a lot of modern writers because their writing style is, I just, I find it, like, too simple or too bland. Like, it's very rare I find one that's really descriptive and not verbose like not purple prose but is still able like like not a Fitzgerald or a fucking Melville but still able to like be beyond a Hemingway with their prose like they could use bigger words but they they actually fit not like oh it's looking in a thesaurus and and uh, th- that's so far like I said I'm only a couple chapters in so so far that seems to be done really well and uh looking forward to seeing how that goes but going back to the whole editing topic um so you you agree how do you just let something be done? Like, just finish uh, one pass, you finish the first draft, and you're done?
1: I think it kind of more, like... And again, it, it changes from project to project as on how you edit, on how much you edit. But then I think the ultimate thing is when you kind of can't stand looking at it anymore.
0: Yeah, that's usually about when you're done um, or at least should give it a break.
1: Maybe start on like a, do, like a short story or something, to get your, your you know your mind and, and, right. and stuff off the story, and then do another quick pass, or maybe do that. You know, do it to what you can't stand looking at it. Let a couple people read it. You know, mm-hmm. get some beta readers. I like, like to take a break. Members.
0: What I like to do, um, you know, before I even go into that, I want to just touch back on the people who say they don't edit or they edit as they go, and then they're just done, no second pass or anything. Yeah. I want to say a lot of those people have to be kind of lying, right? I don't know. Maybe they just want people to think they're some master storyteller. I just don't see how you could do that, because even when I write a flash fiction story, I usually go over two or three times. Yeah. I'm like, you know, did I word this right? Is this how I want the story to go? If you're writing a whole novel, like I get it. You don't want to have to go back and do it again. But, I mean, you can hire an editor. That's fine. But still, like you at least do one pass. But again, if
1: you're gonna hire somebody to uh, to do that, if you're gonna hire an editor, you're still gonna want to go over it a couple of times before you staff, hand it in, yeah. Because like that's pretty expensive for each pass that uh. they go through, and you don't want them to, you know, you don't want them to pick out all the little stupid shit that you didn't, you know. Yeah,
0: just didn't feel like looking at or dealing with. Anyway, going back to my work, one thing I like to do, and this is skipping ahead in the editing process after my first draft. I found this makes me uh, better at finishing projects and uh, finishing them quicker. Is I just take a break from that project. Sometimes just from writing in general, but usually I will just work on something else or some smaller things or maybe some creative things that aren't even writing. But I take a break from the project, especially a longer short story or something. Just throw it away, maybe a week, maybe even a month, depending on just how I'm feeling. That way when you go back into it, you're fresh and it's almost like you're reading somebody else's story kind of you're not because you'll miss things um you'll miss a lot of basic things in your mind like when you're reading your own work because you'll read it what you're you're already thinking it yeah. so you don't you like if you there's an error you might just gloss over it because your mind just fills it in for yeah. you like your brain will just fill in the blank of what you're fucking up so you just keep going but if you give it like a month off and you kind of kind of forgot the smaller details of your story then those will pop out at you and uh i've talked about this on here before uh Recording you reading your story, especially yeah. one that's dialogue heavy. And then playing back, you'll tell, for one, if you're out of breath while you're reading the dialogue, you need some more breaks. Or just,
1: or just reading it aloud, even not recording it, just reading it aloud. You'll because... find
0: things that don't fit, sentences that might be kind of wonky. that you They don't look wonky as you're looking at them, but then when you read them, they're wonky. Um, yeah, that's just a really good method of figuring out certain things that might not work. or And some mistakes, because sometimes... Spelling errors don't really pop out to you until, uh, spelling or grammar errors don't really pop out, uh, to you until you say it out loud. Yeah. Reversing back to the beginning of the editing process, what's the first thing you do as soon as you're done with your first draft?
1: Um, the first thing I do is, uh, I go through and, uh, fix most of, like, just, like, kind of, like, the, the red squigger marks and just, like, that kind of, like the cause like I said before like a lot of times uh like when I'm in like a good writing flow where I won't put like the possibly popo- popo- like uh, at the end of can't or don't yeah. or didn't you know I just I don't but you know what I mean I'm just trying to get through so like all these small things like that out or maybe different commas or you know that kind of stuff or uh, things that, that I know that I spelled wrong, but I'm just, you know, not worried about that right now.
0: You're not stopping to fix it, you're just yeah, going. just
1: I uh, get all that stuff kind of polished and cleaned up, so then whenever I go to do a, um, a real, um, edit and draft through that stuff's not getting in my way. It can be more... You focus on the story and what it needs just, to be yeah, really... More on just a story or like the big like glaring, like, do I really need this uh, paragraph in here? Should I talk about something else? Mm-hmm. Like that, that kind of stuff.
0: Well, we briefly talked off air how you said you generally add more in editing yeah. than you do take away. And I find I'm kind of similar in that regard. I have gotten a lot better now at Especially, if, like, like sentences that I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's a fucking master sentence right there. That needs to be in there. And then when I read it, I go, that is a great sentence. It's fucking beautiful. But it It's, doesn't need it's to be wonderful. Beautiful. Has nothing to do with what, what I'm saying. Doesn't fit. I need to just cut it. And now, I used to not cut that shit. And then you have these long, stupid, like, dumb shits in your story that don't need to be there. Uh, Stephen King says, you gotta kill your darlings. Yeah. You might love your writing too much, and that could be detrimental. That's why you gotta cut that shit.
1: But see, that's what the good thing about now, like, nowadays with writing and technology. You can literally, cause you can literally just copy-paste that line into another just, that document of which just, like, awesome things yeah. that can go into a story folder and just have it there that you can, you know, reuse later.
0: I love doing that with descriptions I'll come up with. Like, I just finished that adventure story, and I was going over some things, and I was like, that is a great description, but that doesn't fit in this genre. You know, something that might fit better for, like, a story that involves guns or something, or something that involves, you know, fast cars. Like, you're talking about something being polished or shiny, like, just small things like that. And it's like, well, I don't want to forget that. So you put that in the document, and uh, you uh, go back to that well whenever you need to get some water for your story to help it grow. Um, but yeah, I generally, I do cut more than I ever have before, but I still find I always end up adding, like, another thousand words to my story.
1: Just because, like, I feel like, and I mean, and, um, I was gonna ask you, you you know, you thought, because you, uh, everything for the website, you always, uh, uh, give it at least once over before we, uh, post it and, you know, make sure I don't make us look too much like idiots, that, uh. (laughs) you know, what, what you thought about, like, my editing and stuff like that, but, like, I, because, like, I find my writing style um very uh minimalistic, especially to begin with, like, it's, you know, uh, I don't, a lot of times go into uh crazy, super uh, long sentences describing something, or, like, you know, I'm very kind of moving forward, moving forward, which, you know, can be good for some things, but for a lot of things not, and so, you know, I have to go through and, like, add, you know, a couple of sentences onto a paragraph or a whole new... Flesh pen, it out a little or, more, you know, yeah. and just kind of, you know, breathe more uh, like life into it and, and that kind of stuff.
0: Um, when I edit your work, not so much now compared to when we first started this, but I find the main thing I have to do is uh, kind of punch up certain paragraphs, or usually just sentences, if, whether it's just like a small filler word or a uh, maybe just tack on something to the end to kind of either hit a point home. Because um, like you said, you kind of are straight to the point and have shorter, set punchier sentences. But sometimes you need just a little addition to the end yeah. to like flesh it out. It's not necessary, but I find it just makes it more of an enjoyable yeah, read. Yeah. Um And again, those are kind of things that sometimes it's just hard to see in your own work. Like uh, a lot of times I find... uh like, I'll send my stuff out to somebody that, like, I might get things, uh, either, you know, shorten this, or uh, something that I feel like makes sense to me doesn't actually really make sense to the reader, and that needs, like, cleared up. You're good at finding those in my stories. You always say, hey, you know, that kind of, like, that's cool, but I'm not exactly sure what's happening yeah. or things like that. Well,
1: and it's always uh, it's always easier to edit
0: somebody else's yeah. work
1: than your own work. Because, I mean, like, how many times have we either, like, watched or read something and we're just like, Oh, that was kind of cool, but they should have done that. Like, you know, mm. well, we're kind of editing their work or, you know, what we thought they should have done. And it's easier to do that with somebody else's work than doing it with your own work. Well, it's work. a lot easier
0: when it's not so personal to you. Yeah. When it's not, when you uh, didn't put
1: the work in.
0: Yeah. And honestly, it takes a while for a writer to get comfortable with somebody either critiquing or editing their work. Be, like, again, because it's so personal to you that it's hard at first not to get offended when somebody says, hey, man, that's kind of dog shit. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, not in those words unless you're really close with somebody, but still, you're like, hey, that's not, like, that whole scene right there doesn't even make sense to the story. And you don't want to be a dick about it when you're saying that. But it's easily, like I said, when you first start to get more offended by stuff like that. But as you grow and you start realizing what's important is the story, not your feelings toward certain parts of it. And uh, I think that's another reason why a lot of people say they don't edit or they don't have editors or things like that is because they can't handle or they just don't want somebody to critique their work in that way. They don't want to. They feel like they're attacked or something. And it's never personal. Whenever I edit somebody's work, I'm never thinking like, oh, you know, I, I want to make them feel shitty about something.
1: Yeah, and I've never um, you know, because other than, like, you know, uh, you've read, like, almost all my work, but, like, there's a couple, like, you know, people that I've, like, sent stuff out to, like, of the stories that we're trying to put in the book, mm-hmm. I've let some people read those to see what they think. And I never, um, I never really worry about, like, oh, what negative things are they going to say? Because, like, I look at it this way, like, okay, well, because maybe this is just me, but I always look at the down in any kind of situation. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's most
0: people. So so that's like, why when, people read negative reviews rather than positive. So usually. Like, whenever
1: I give somebody something to read, I already have it in my mindset that it is dog shit. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And they're just going to reaffirm that to me. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I kind of, so whenever they do that, if that does happen, or whenever they're like, um, no, it's good, or you know, they might have some critiques or whatever like that. It's not normally anywhere as bad as I've already built up in my own mind yeah. that it's gonna be.
0: Um, for me, if somebody says it's dog shit, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is just general indifference. Yeah, is they're just like, eh. how was the story? Oh, it's good. It was okay. What'd you like about it? Yeah. I like the the pacing because
1: at least like if it's bad it could be like maybe because like you know you tried to make a choice with a story and it might not have worked but you took that chance so like whenever you just get nothing back when you just get blandness back it's almost kind of like I, but I try to be so I try to be clever
0: then, I, it's I, like a joke that falls flat Yeah, you're looking around and then yeah. you start laughing at your own <laughs> joke trying <laughs> to hype it up and nobody gives a shit you're like oh I fucked up um, yeah that's that's the worst personally to me
1: and then also you know, it depends on who's saying it if it's just some small smur online you know leaving like a shitty comment on you know on a review or an article or a story or something yeah they might just... They probably think everything's shitty. Uh, but if it's, like, you know, one of your peers or somebody that you look up to or, you know... Yeah. Think you You uh, value their opinion and, you know... And, of course, those people aren't going to be, like, ass-crashed and say, oh, it's just shit. They're going to be, like, it needs work or whatever. But that's what those are the people you... Right. You take that... In, you know, when they say that if it's negative, you know, you have to kind of trust them a little bit.
0: Um... Now, this just might be because we're in our own little bubble here with DPW, so like a lot of the you know, what do I forget how many subscribers we have on there, uh, or people who follow us, but like out of our steady readers that read our work, whenever they do comment, it's usually on something they really like. Yeah. It's very rare, other than your shitty, super viral, dumb Marvel <laughs> article that's got fucking 100,000 views or whatever. Um, other than that, it's usually... Uh, People only seem to be commenting on things they like and they'll give reasons why they like it. So that's nice. Um, We don't have too much experience with just random, like, internet trolls being like, oh, that shit. Because I think we're just, we're still small enough that if people don't like what we're reading, they just kind of ignore it because Mm -hmm. there's no. You know, if you're making fun of DPW online, that's not going to get you anything. Yeah. Like, nobody's like, now, if you're making fun of, you know, a big YouTuber or, YouTuber or something, then maybe you'll get some attention your way. But you're not going to get attention making fun of the DPW guys or yeah. calling their shit out. So nobody really cares. So that kind of leaves us with just the positive people, which I like. But hopefully in the future, we will get some trolls to deal yeah. with and we can uh, blast them on. On here, which it's would be like, fun. A,
1: it's like a, uh, an achievement in a game. Yeah, you, know, you uh, new locked in an achievement. You you have gained trolls now. <laughs> I have gotten
0: the trolls, and I used to have a lot of trolls when I did freelance writing, and that was. I still get emails for those. They uh, call me some very harsh names, and I should bring, I should show you some of those sometime. Maybe I'll read them on air one time. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say that. Should, that sounds like an episode.
0: And like the thing that I just find so lovely about almost all of those, it was always, well, this was well written," but you know, you're a pussy boy, and they'll just go yeah. on whatever dumb shit. And what's always funny is, one, they always say it's well-written, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and two, they always um, have the worst fucking grammar and spelling when they're writing. Like, you took the time out of your day to email. Not just, like, con- it's not like, because it you used to be on comment. Facebook comments, but now they don't post, because they're older now. So they don't really post those, repost those articles anymore too much. So, it's not like these people are just saying it on Facebook or Twitter or something. They're actually emailing. Like, they're going onto the contact form, finding wherever that is on whatever random website it is, and then they're sending it to me. It's like, that seems like a lot of work just to have such dog shit grammar. (laughs) Learn how to spell fuckface. But I always get a kick out of those when somebody is like, man. I touch that guy in the worst way, and I like it because that brings me back to my younger days when we would just fucking uh, mayhem. And yeah, we were just uh, a lot more chaotic than we are now. I've I've mellowed out a lot when it comes to the the instigation of uh, others. Like not so much online, but like we would always just fuck with random people that were real <laughs> douchebags, and it was wonderful. Usually at work,
1: which uh, reminds me, I got to tell you something after. Oh, I can't we we <laughs> after recording. <laughs>
0: Here's an interesting little side topic for the editing. Uh, We both started using Grammarly. They're not... uh, They're not... um, What do you call those? Sponsors? They're not a sponsor. But we do use it. And I mainly just use it because um, I have Scrivener, which I really like. But I haven't written things that were long enough to really need Scrivener. I like using that for like 20,000 plus word stories. Uh, But... I find Google Docs is easier for us to just share things back mm-hmm. and forth, and it's just, it's nice. I find their, their quick grammar checks decent, and then we got Grammarly, because it's, just because it's free. Yeah. I just use that, actually, honestly, what I use Grammarly for, I don't know how you do it, I use it for some comma checks, and um, what I really like is when you click on a word, it gives you thesaurus, like, gives you other words. Yeah. So I don't have to look them up. That's, I mean, and Google has that, but you have to, like, do an extra step, and you have to, like find the definition i don't want to do all that so grammarly is nice for that and i heard a lot of people bitch because it's i think they rely too much on it they, they say it changes the way they write and it uh changes their stories and i can see how that is because if you yeah. do follow to a t you're gonna have a very uh you're gonna have a very ba- not basic style writing but a very like this every all your work's gonna be the same yeah because i noticed there will be a couple of
1: times they will want me to change like uh, like, uh, one of the stories I had, it made me want to, like, I had it one, like, that way, but it wanted it the way, or, like, you yeah, know, something like It weird always changes little things like little that. Things like or, that. It went, but it doesn't automatically change it. It just suggests you to change it. Yeah. Like, you don't have to change it, you know? Well, that's, like,
0: the story I just sent you. I sent you the PDF because that, you know, way you don't get distracted by that. Because since that's an old-timey adventure story,
1: yeah, well, I wrote it.
0: In an old, like an older timey way, like I didn't use contractions, which I, I don't do that in my general writing, but that kind of story, um, you know, because the way people spoke back then, it was had not, not hadn't, like yeah. you just that's the way you would do it, and uh, just a lot of the way I would phrase things would be kind of backwards almost because it's an old timey way of speaking sometimes, and it would fucking catch every one of those, and yeah. like it, it was really annoying. Um, but like I said, I mainly use that for a quick spell check. That usually catches things. A quick comma check, which I find is hit or miss. Sometimes it make, I feel like it makes the sentence worse. A, yeah. a lot of times it, they it breaks it up in weird places, and I don't like that. Um, and I use it for, like I said, like the th- thesaurus or just a definition. Like if I think up a word like palate, I like that word, but what What the fuck is that? Is that like yeah. pale, or am I yeah. thinking of something else and I'll look it up and be like, okay, yeah, that's what it is. Uh,
1: the, the only, uh, the, uh, only downside... That I found too Is that when you uh, Once you get past Like a certain
0: word limit It doesn't quite, It won't work it And then you have perfect. to like hit, You could get it to work You just have to hit it The thing And then it'll come up And sometimes it's a little wonky But it usually works Like my is Almost 10,000 words okay. And it still works But I have to activate it again Yeah
1: but again, with that's also we're just doing like the free version. There was like a uh, was yeah. like a paid version of it too, where I'm sure you probably get a little bit more Well, I know.
0: forget the name of it, but there's another app that you have to pay for and uh it works on Scrivener, which would be really nice because then I could just switch over to Scrivener full time for my stuff. And it uh it's does all the things Grammarly does but better and it does what the Hemingway editor does, which you never use, but that tells you if you're uh Writing like, you know, passive tense too much, and, uh, or if your work, your sentence structure is too complicated. Like, it does like a lot of that stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't do spell check or, I don't even, I think, uh, yeah, that's like grammar check kind of, but, um, that's an episode for another day. But that, like, that's a cool thing. But if I could get that all in one program, uh, and use Scrivener, yeah. I think that's what, the way to go. But I haven't used, I haven't fucking fired up Scrivener in a while, so I'm not sure how it's working currently because they always update it. And then sometimes it fucks up, and I don't know. But I got just honestly, I find the Google Docs is just kind of easier.
1: Yeah, that's why I just like because I always hated Microsoft
0: Word, but 7. Google Google Docs just seems like it's nice. Uh, the formatting though can fucking suck sometimes. Yeah. I had like the other day. I swear it took me fucking twenty five minutes to figure out how to switch back to indents because it. Uh. I had it was so stupid because it just stopped indenting automatically, and I had to keep hitting the tab. And I was like, why the fuck did it just start doing this? So I had to go up, and I fi- like I had to fucking read about it, because it's not just the... W- what you would assume is you just go to the indent thing and just hit, you know, indent one, and then it would go in. No, that moves the whole page over. I had to go to the ruler. There's a ruler. That wasn't popped uh, up. I had to find the ruler menu and move one part of the ruler and uh, the other part the other. I was like, this is dumb. needlessly complicated. Again, you know, it just a matter of uh, what your preference is, what your software... I would like to do an episode on software as well. Uh, that would
1: be one where it's just a lot of me going, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like writing. Yeah. tappity but,
1: tappity tappity tappity, yeah. tappity tappity
0: tappity Like, a lot of people use Word, and I feel like that's uh, kind of invasive almost to your writing, I think. I, I, I just never really cared for it, and I lost so much work on there when they switched to the I, open office bullshit, I, I remember? remember you,
1: I remember you always... Whenever it, I started, I've always just been been Google Docs, yeah. but I remember you talking about where it just be getting
0: pissed. Yeah, because I would have like 10 chapters of a story, and then for whatever reason, from one Wi-Fi to another, because I would write on the road sometimes at work, like on my lunch, when I would come home, it would sync up, and it would go back to whatever the original thing was. It would just like corrupt or lose a whole 10 chapters I wrote, and I'd get so fucking mad. Uh, And I don't think I even published those stories because I just gave up on them after some point. Yeah, so fuck Microsoft Word. It sucks, in Uh, my opinion.
1: Another uh, editing sidebar. What are your stances on getting an editor for, like, any kind of, like, a a novel? If I'm publishing
0: my own work, like I'm doing the whole indie publishing route, I'm getting an editor, even if it's expensive. Like, for a whole novel, at least. Like, a short story collection, probably not. But a whole novel... It's not even just the grammar and spelling check. It would be for, like, fucked up plot points. Um, Well, but
1: then, because see, that's... you have to be careful because you have. That's when you have to really do the research and see what kind of editor you're getting. Because some editors, you,
0: they you get to pay extra for that. Yeah,
1: and like you know, because some some editors are just like a uh, like a grammar yeah. and a spell check thing. That's
0: usually the first thing and, you that like the first tier. Yeah, it'd be like three to five hundred bucks that they'll do like one. Maybe if you're lucky, get two passes of grammar and typos and shit. But usually it's around I think a grand to fifteen hundred to get an editor to do like a full real edit. Yeah, I think that's freelance rates. I mean, I might be wildly off now because uh, just the way the market goes, I don't know what the specific number. But th- when I was looking at editors previously, that's what I found the mm. normal to be for. Uh, what was it like a uh, ninety thousand to one hundred ten thousand word novel? It's like somewhere around there. But th- I mean that's expensive. But at the same time. Do you want it to be like we talked to Ray Wank a couple times? We did his uh, zombie book on here. What was it Tower of the Dead? Yes, that was one of our books of the month. Well, we talked to him at a couple cons, and we asked him was like, "Hey, you have a fucking like eighty fucking books on these. like, he yeah. had a lot of books out. Like, do you you know do you edit these yourselves or do you have an? Ed-? He's like, "Oh, I make sure I always have an editor." Yeah, and it's not like his stories. You know, there's zombie stories, so it's not like needlessly complicated words in there and like things that you'd have to really focus on. It's just you know fun stories. And even he is getting a professional editor to do all his books. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand these people who just refuse. Like, I can get not wanting to do fucking, you know, multiple passes on a 90,000-word fucking novel. But at the same time, you can hire somebody. That's what I would do. Yeah. If, if, I'm one, if I want to put out the best work, I can. I would hate to have a book that's solid, but then people give it negative reviews because of stupid shit like spelling and grammar. Or, uh you know those continuity here is like oh his eyes are blue at the beginning and then they're brown later on those are little things again nope also the editing process beta readers yeah if you can get some beta readers they'll uh catch that i've had some hit or miss moments with beta readers i've had some that up uh, like fucking way too much goddamn like fucking essays written about the story and i'm like okay that's i'm not even gonna touch that yeah and then i've had other ones where they just give me like a little too basic uh then just, oh, I really liked it, but, you know, yeah, it was good. Like, okay, that that wasn't helpful at all, but thank you for reading it. And also, in my personal opinion, if you're going to get beta readers, I don't think they should be your friends. Uh, like, if you're, I mean, you, you want your friends to be able to read your work, but if you want somebody that's going to be completely unbiased yeah. and going into it, especially if they don't know your writing style at all. I think that would be best. Now, that that could hurt you in the fact that you might get somebody who doesn't even read the genre you're writing or doesn't like that kind of fiction. That, that's just a, a risk you'll have to take, I guess. But I think it's a, a better idea to get beta readers, even if they're just online people that you're, like, friends with online, but you're not, like, you don't hang out with them. You don't know them but, in real life.
1: And, again, it, it all depends on, on the person, too. Like, um, like, uh, like with you, like, I wouldn't, like, I know, like, if I had, like, a, you know, like, a longer story, like, I wanted to submit somewhere, you know, that wasn't for the site or whatever, and if you had the time, if I, like, let you look over, let you read it, I know whatever you say is gonna be, like, you're not gonna try to, like, bro- blow smoke up my ass or anything Did like, I be like, oh, it's a good story, you're gonna be, like, you're gonna be honest, you you know. Well, so- Spencer,
0: that's because I'm an alpha reader. Yeah. That's the difference, sir. The alpha reader... Is uh, usually somebody you really trust their opinion on. Yeah, that's a little different than beta readers. Beta readers, I think, if you can get ten to twenty who like all kinds of fiction, nonfiction, like just to really run the gamut, that way you can play the the averages. Yeah. So if you can get so this person said this was shit, but then this person liked the person the thing that person said. It was shit, so just fucking cut them it's, both it's out. It's
1: kind of like a test screenings for movies. Yeah,
0: and then you just kind of whittle, whittle it down. When you see the same problem arising, okay, that's something I finally need to address. But if you just see one person bitching about one aspect of your book, but everybody else likes it, well, then that one person is wrong. Yeah. That's just the way you have to look at it. I mean, maybe they're not wrong, you know, but yet, actually wrong, but they're wrong in the sense that you don't need to change it yeah. for that. just one person. You never change it for one person. You change it for the many people. Yeah is the uh, if you're gonna change it and you'd be one of those uh, blowhards who just I do not compromise my art for any man <laughs> yeah. I shall I shall bestow my work upon the universe and they will like it or they will hate it, but I do not care because I am French <laughs> it is me <laughs> my work most terrible French accent. yeah, I don't like those people, and you know what those people are always the non-editing people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they just can't take critiques. Well, maybe you could take some fucking critiques if you learned how to have people edit your work. Like, you know, at least beta read your work. And
1: again, it, like to bring it back to like just the normal everyday part of my life, I'm used to just how people tell me how I do thing, things wrong yeah. all the time. So why shouldn't it be any different in my writing, you know? So uh, tell me what's wrong. I might fix it. I might not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, well, here's a here's a good one. Have you ever had somebody suggest a change in your book that you didn't like or you just felt wouldn't have been right and then you had to kind of fight with well, and this would probably be really hard if you had multiple people do it probably goes back to the kill your darlings thing do you make that change or do you stick with your original vision?
1: I haven't come across that yet I know that's again, that's going to be one like those achievement unlock achievement yeah. kind of things but I haven't really had stumbled across that yet but yeah, that's that's one of those, you know, difficult deci- decisions to, so, you know, what's best for the story.
0: I've had that a few times. I've had uh, one story where a couple people told me that I need to cut out the backstory of a character. Which was like a few, there was only like a few paragraphs. But at the same time, it's like, but do you not understand that the ending of the story calls back to that those two paragraphs? If I remove then I'm thinking... Maybe I should just get rid of that whole fucking and, yeah. that whole thing. But then I was like, "But well, that's kind of the point of the story." Do I shorten it? Like it's it fuck, it'll fuck with you. But then I ended up getting some other people to read it who were completely fine with it. So it it just goes to who your beta readers are and what they're looking for. And you have to remember, some people just have really dog shit taste in reading too. Yeah, like if you mean in, people
1: like reality TV. So. Yeah,
0: like put it this way: if you're fucking having a uh, like a Gen, Gen Z 19-year-old fucking reality TV-watching, TikTok-loving fucking kid. Watch The Godfather and critique it? That's like a three-hour movie? Yeah, yeah. good luck getting an honest yeah. feedback. of that. Be, It was fucking boring. They spoke Italian or some shit. They ate spaghetti a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, but what did you think about the, the cinematography? Like the way that you know, he zoomed in on Pacino and then, like, the whole music faded and, like, no, no, I didn't get none of that. What I got was you eating spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you are, uh, useless. But did you see that new Adam Sandler movie was quite a riotist? I don't know what I'm talking about. What other parts of the editing process have we not covered? We got the, like I said, I like to take a break, but then I go into it kind of similar to you. Honestly, before I take the break, I do the spelling, like you said. Yeah. I do the the spelling, red squiggly, all that shit. I do that check.
1: So it's readable.
0: Yeah, I, I do that check first. Um, rewrites. We'll end on rewrites. When uh, you go back to like the the real meaty edit, the your spelling grammar's fine. Your story makes sense now. You have the scenes lined up where you want them to. The plots laid out right. The characters are developed. All that stuff is good. Now you're just really focused on expanding the story and making it the best it can be, whether that means filling out scenes, uh, cutting shit down, cutting out those needless sentences. Where do you like to start with that? I just go from beginning, beginning to end.
1: Yeah, beginning from end. A lot
0: of people tell me they write uh, s- different scenes. They'll skip around to scenes. They'll sk- That fucks me up. I'm very yeah. linear. Yeah. I, <laughs> not linear. Very linear. There you go. I cut down... <laughs> All the way from the beginning to end, go sentence to sentence, and then I just figure out what's working, what's not working. And I find a lot of times my best writing is from the rewrites.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is I know um, beforehand going in, like, uh, I know the, the beginning of the story is pretty good. I know that I'm in the middle, like that muddy middle. I know that's what I'm having the trouble, in, but I normally still read it. Uh, because, like, on this might be something, like, you know, just my writing side, whenever I'm writing, I act like I'm, like, I'm reading a story, but I'm just, like, typing it out as I'm reading it. Right. The, you know, like, I'm letting the, the story come through me, so whenever I'm editing something, I'm trying to read the story and figure out, like, is that good, Kind and of coming re-
0: at at it like you were a person who's reading somebody else's yeah. work, and you're trying to make sense of it. Yeah, and you be like, oh, "Hey, this part doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. This doesn't fit. This needs fixed." Yeah, uh, and,
1: and like I find that's a good time to really try to um, get your voice like yeah. cemented on like the way you either describe a thing or that that perfect sentence like we were talking about earlier that just like really hammers a point home or You know, the way that your characters interact with each other, like that kind of
0: stuff. It's very easy on the first draft to sound kind of generic. Like if somebody read your first draft, they wouldn't necessarily know it was your work. Because you don't have your author's voice really involved yet. Because I I don't think there's too many authors who, just on the first go, can really make a work their own. Um, I mean, obviously there's outliers, but I think it's those rewrites is when you really... Put yourself into the story yeah, more. The, 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 the like Stephen first... King said, the first draft is you just getting the story out. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like the skeleton of a house. Yeah, like, you know, and then you put the plaster up, and you know, the, the, I don't know how you build houses, but you know, like.
0: Here's a question for you, and uh, I often think about this one, and it makes me feel like, am I not a real writer? You always hear that the first draft is dog shit, but I find in my final stories. Even though it is, you know, it is the skeleton of the story. I find a lot of stuff I keep intact. I don't tend to delete I mean, granted, I'm a slower writer in regards to I don't I say I don't edit when I write, but I kinda do. Like I don't edit, I rewrite as I write. Like when I start writing, I don't go back to just where I left off. I go back like four paragraphs and rework those paragraphs and then continue.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so I'm always kinda adding but still in my first draft, I leave a lot in. Like, I hear a lot of people say, oh, you gotta fucking get rid of mostly everything. Like, you just have the story. Like, you, that stuff's all crap. I don't think... Like, I like the stuff I write generally. I mean, yeah. I'll get rid of stuff, but I don't get rid of, like, a lot of shit.
1: No, I find, like, a lot of, like, the that first vision is is what I... Now, granted, like, neither one of us has done, like, a full-length novel to where, like, that can get more dicey, I yeah. can imagine um just staying closer to like the short stories side of side of things well
0: i think it's how direct you are with your vision too like how closely you follow that yeah because if you say you write a whole sci-fi novel and you have a main character who's a human and he's just going about doing whatever shit in sci-fi universe well after you finish that when you go to the rewrites what if you go he would be better as an android now you're you're, you are changing that whole original vision me, I usually have the whole vision planned out ahead. Now, I've had a couple stories where I did have to make those big changes. But for the most part, my villain's the villain. My hero's the hero. Like, I know everything already. And maybe that goes out to uh, people who, you know, kind of plot things out and do an outline first. But I'm usually really good at sticking with my original vision. But I feel like a lot of people, they get a change. Maybe that's just their creative creativity going into overdrive. But they get a big change and they go, you know what? No, this needs to go this way. And then they have to redo yeah. the whole story. I like. I don't think I would want to do that. I'd probably yeah. want to give up. Maybe that's why I stick to my original vision or so much. Or just write a
1: whole different story. Like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I've I've heard a lot of famous authors who uh, say, actually, originally, you know, uh, the main character of that super famous story that they made 15 movies about, yeah, he was actually a lady. Yeah. Like, whoa, he's a lady.
1: That'd go and... Uh uh look at like the first draft of star wars yeah it's like it's re- so different it's what was weird. luke skywalker's
0: name i keep thinking of Luke skyballer from uh <laughs> zach and mary make a porno but that it's it wasn't luke skyballer but it was something else yeah uh yeah but that that was a lot different and again obviously the changes work but if they released the original as it was maybe that would work too it's, yep. it's hard to say Uh, you find that a lot in movies where there's like you hear about these big changes but then you also hear about the same thing in really shitty movies and you're like oh that would have made it so much better I think that's the same with books and it's kind of just a guessing game of what you think will work you just have to go with your instinct Yeah. obviously as you put out more books and you get your name out there more and you get more uh, positive feedback and stuff and you find out what works you're able to almost formulaic like a james patterson you're able to <laughs> stick to a, like what works and you just keep putting that out and obviously if you're a true artiste back to the French Man, <laughs> you uh don't want to be james patterson but you, you know he makes a fucking billion dollars like uh, it's hard to not want to be james patterson or at least in his shoes when he that i mean I, he has
1: like the perfect of making so much money writing
0: without actually yeah, writing it's amazing but he knows what works and that comes through trial and error I guess that kind of comes to, like, uh you, I guess you won't really find it in trilogies, but there's a lot of authors who, if you read, like, famous authors, you read their first few books, and you can kind of see them trying to find their own voice. They haven't hit exactly. It's very rare an author really hits on their first book, but when they finally do start to make, like, a more impact in, a, like, the literary world, and they start to become famous and stuff, then they, like, a Neil Gaiman, now all of a sudden you kind of see the same themes play out yeah. a lot of the same... uh it, not necessarily imagery, but like you'll know it's Neil Gaiman when you're reading it. He has his author's voice established, he knows what works. Um, that also comes down to routine in your writing style. Like, hey, you know, I'm Neil Gaiman, I'm gonna go write my fucking writing gazebo in my mansion backyard and live the awesomest life ever. That Caleb has to yeah. sit at a kitchen table, and Neil Gaiman has a gazebo, and stupid Neil Gaiman with his dreamy eyes and his curly hair,
1: An accent. Awesome English accent, great accent. English
0: accent. That's our problem. We have terrible accents and awful voices. All right, so anything you want to add to this conversation? I don't think so. Sorry, I got creepy. Unless you gamer. want to make an editor note at the end, M-m-m-m-m- editor's note. I... No, I mean, I guess we could have covered nonfiction and stuff like that, but I don't want to. We don't. We don't really know much about that. I do. Well, I mean, whatever. Like, what, the editing process of nonfiction is way different, like journalist style yeah. editing. Um, I know that because I've studied the Chicago Manual of Style, Spencer. Well, wow, good for you. Um, have you seen how big that book is? It's, yeah, no. it's not good for me at all. I don't remember most of it. I'll show it to you in a minute. <laughs> anyway, if you folks want to tell us how right or how wrong we were in this episode, you could uh, hit us up on drunkenpanradin.com. Ding, uh, ding, 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 You can check us out on... We have Twitter still? I think so. Wait. I, think, I think that's I've had the Apache Helicopter.
1: Charlie's.
0: Huh. It's Charlie. No, I wish it like picked up louder because my legs. Yeah, if you have headphones on, you probably could hear the Apache helicopter. But if you don't have the headphones, you're like, "What the fuck are these guys talking <laughs> about? Look at douchebags." Like if you're driving in your yeah. car, it's kind of loud. You don't hear the Apache. There's that. There's Apache helicopters flying over all the time. Uh, but the sirens from the multiple (laughs) cop cars, ambulances fire trucks, every time those come through you hear those bright as you know perfect, like fucking hummingbird outside, you hear its wings flapping super loud like I don't know why the Apache helicopter's so quiet flies right over my roof, lands on my roof sometimes (laughs) uh, (laughs) what they
1: did (laughs) just land on the roof, like Jesus I think it's so loud or the uh, the forever dripping sink.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the dripping sink. That every I'll listen to that sometimes. I have to play. Oh, great! I guess I'm spending an hour dr- fucking cutting out every drip. <laughs> awesome! I'm glad I I didn't move it or turn it off. I could just fix the sink, but I'm gonna be moving it at some point, so I don't want to. That'll be the next homeowner's problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, you can uh, check us out on uh, follow us, follow us on Twitter, please. At Drunk Pen Writing, we need that follow. We're not gonna do anything with it. But it makes us look cooler. Um, you can go on Instagram and Facebook at DrunkapenWriting. Also, I'm drinking out of a giant horn horn mug. Just just so you people know what you're dealing with now. I've made it in the writing world. Because I'm writing adventure stories now. Mm. So, got to fucking drink my... hear that? That's fucking... <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't drink it out of that giant warrior stein because I broke the horn off it. Because it's too heavy, the lid. Did I find the... This is much better. Did you,
1: that up a, did you pick that up at a con?
0: Yes, I did. Steel City, I believe. Anyway, send us stuff uh, if you like. And Spencer, why don't you, you let lead us out for once? I, I'm always I, bumbling through the outro. I don't, I, I don't have an outro. Your turn. Bye? What week? Uh, huh? Week. That was week. Bye. You, you already
1: did the, uh, you know, where to follow us and all that shit. There was nothing else to do except say bye. Silencio, por favor. No you're, you're the language guy Not me Yeah Say something What are you Japanese or Chinese Are you learning Do I look like a guy Who learned Chinese
0: That's know. hard <laughs> No Japanese Or okay. I would say sayonara But that means That's like a long goodbye It means I'm not gonna see you For a while oh. And I don't remember What the other one was Goodbye Bye.